1: Hi, I'm Tanya Oliveira. I work for Transparence Entertainment Group. I focus on World X USA Neighbouring Rights on the performer side and rights holder side. Hey, welcome back to Money in the Air, the Neighbouring Rights podcast brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. Can we please talk about how do you get an ISRC code?
0: To get an ISRC code, there's one of two ways. So you get the ISRC code from your distributor directly before it's released out into the world onto streaming platforms, or you can get one directly from the RAA at usisrc.org. And it's a $95 one-time application fee. And you can get 100,000 ISRC codes per year assigned to you for all of your recordings.
1: That's a bargain, but... I get them for free. So in the UK, I can either get them from my distributor, I go through AWOL, and they assign them, or I can get them from PPL. So the question arose for me and one of my students was, how do I get it before I want to upload it for release so I can have it embedded in my metadata when I master the track? And the answer was, as soon as you finish the recording, no matter what state it's in, Register it with your CMO and ask your CMO to assign the ISRC code for you. The other way it could be done is I already know my identifiers, which are the first two letters are GBO UK, which I got from AWOL, and then my identifiers, which are the next set of letters numbers, which will always be the same for my label. And then I assign the last five. So, I can do that myself and then just tell everybody what I assigned as the ISRC code. Uh, does Sound Exchange issue ISRCs?
0: Sound Exchange, to my knowledge, does is not issue ISRCs, but they do require you to have an ISRC to register the recording. It will kick it back if you do not have the ISRC code handy, if you are the rights holder.
1: So, if you've ever released before in the US, then you know what your initial set of letters and numbers are for you, uniquely for you. You can assign your own when and embed it in the metadata when you're mastering, and then tell your distributor what it is. So, either way, you can get it for free. Although, $100,000 for $95 is really good if you're not capable of thinking about how to make it up yourself. So, that's lovely that there are alternatives in each case. The other thing that we struggled with together, my student and I, was explaining that you have to register the recording from the moment it exists and then registering it again when you release it. You ne- it's certainly a PPL, you need both registrations before a performer can claim. Is it the same at Sound Exchange?
0: No, it's not. That's interesting to me. At Sound Exchange, you would register it once as the rights holder. And then it will be automatically claimed to your account through that process. And then you have to go and claim the performer side as well. But there's no double registrations for a registration and a release. So, can you explain that a little bit more, what that is all about?
1: Yeah. So, I advise whenever you're in the studio, before you're about to leave, go to PPL and register the recording, get your ISRC number get all the information that you have in there. You don't have to put a release date in. When you subsequently release it, then you go back and you register the release. It can be done all at the same time if you're registering it post-release or once you have a release date, that's fine. But you don't have to have a release date to register the recording here.
0: And what is the implication for registering the release? So say for instance, you don't know what the release date is, but when you register, say, at SoundExchange, the ISRC, the recording information, song title, featured artist, typically you're just putting in perpetuity that you're going to claim these rights unless it's been licensed by somebody else. But registering the release, what does that have to do with the actual claiming of the income?
1: It's the same principle. It's just letting, giving them more dates.
0: Ah, got it. Okay. So you're
1: just amending the registration of the recording.
0: That makes sense. So yes, if you don't if you don't know when the recording is going to be released, maybe you don't even have the UPC code or any of the other data that comes with it. You want to make sure that the societies that your places have your your repertoire. You can always go back and add and enrich the data, the registration data that you have, so the CMOS, so your collection societies, can have more data to match when they receive income on your behalf.
1: Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And remember, go to www.iafar.co.uk and hit that join now button. See you soon.